Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Christmas is a wonderful time. And what is Christmas without Christmas gifts? We all love Christmas gifts, don't we? We give gifts, we receive gifts, some we like, some we don't like. But what we really like, Singaporeans, what we really like are free gifts. Just a couple of days ago, I was at uh, Amokyo Interchange and uh, there were some promoters who were giving away free milk samples, milk. And it's not just a small cup for you to sample. They were giving away the whole 200 milliliter Tetra pack and, and giving away for people to sample. They were just giving out crates of it. People were just free to come. And everyone was just rushing to go and get it because it's free. <laughs> Myself included. Uh, I took one, I took one. But there were some people who came and they took well, as many as their hands can carry. You know, there's something about free gifts that draw us But there is also this wonderful gift of Christmas that is given to us for free. And yet, some of us miss out on the greatest gift, this gift of Christmas. You say, no, how could we possibly miss out? We do. And I'd like to suggest to you that there are three reasons why sometimes people miss out on this wonderful gift of Christmas. The first reason is what we saw earlier when the rich man comes into the shop and he's told this is a gift that you cannot afford. And yet at the same time he says this is a gift that you are free to take. And he says I don't follow. I don't get it. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a free gift. There must be a catch somewhere, right? There must be something that you want from me. Tell me what's the catch. Tell me what's the price. What is it that you're not telling me? And that's how we approach the free gift that is offered to us with suspicion that it's not really free. There's something that you want from me. And particularly so in this day and age when there are scams And then we are told that if you have an offer that sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. We're told to be careful, don't fall for it, don't let your greed get the better of you. So when someone says to you, I have a free gift for you, like the shopkeeper who offers the free gift of salvation to this rich man, he says, I don't get it. You know, What he really means is not, I don't get it, as in I don't understand it. But what he means is, I don't believe it. Friends, this world has conditioned us to think in this way, that there is nothing that is for free. If I didn't work for it, if I didn't earn it by my own hard work, then I don't deserve it. If I didn't give something for it, if there's no catch, then there's something about it that's not for real. But friends, I'd like to share with you from the Scriptures, from the truth, from the Word of God, 
I'd like you to take a look at what 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 says. Can we have it up on the screen? It says, And this is the testimony that God gave us. I'd like you to pay attention. God gave us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. Friends, when the Bible tells us God gave us, it means literally that God gave us. No strings attached. Freely, unconditionally, God has given to us. You see, God is not a man. And even though God is the one who created this world, God does not operate in the same way that this world does. To expect something from you in return, because there's a catch when there is a free gift that is given to you. Instead, our God gives the gift of eternal life, the very precious gift of His Son to us for free. Look at what this next verse in Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the, say it with me, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God has given us this gift for free. No strings attached. And you say, that can't be true. That's too good to be true. Well, here's one way that you can look at it. That it is free for us to receive, but it was not free for God to give. Because the Word of God tells us that the eternal life that God has given as a free gift to us came at a price. And that price is that God had to give of His Son, Jesus Christ. So my friends, don't miss out on this free gift of salvation. The gift of Jesus Christ that God has given to us because we say, I don't get it. I don't believe it. It can't be for real. There's a second reason why people sometimes miss out on this very precious, very wonderful gift of Christmas. And that's because they say, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. We saw that in the second drama when the robber, Luke, oops, I'm not supposed to know his name, uh, when, when, when he says, I'm a criminal, I'm a robber, I'm a murderer, because of my stupidity with crypto, I lost all my money, I'm not able to pay for my wife's medical expenses and now she's dying because of me. I'm stupid, I'm worthless. And, and sometimes we tell ourselves that. We say that we don't deserve it. If this gift is really so good, and if it's really given for free, then it surely must be given to good people. But I'm not good. I'm not good enough to receive this wonderful gift. Friends, I'm sure you know this song. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. 
is going to find out who's, who's naughty and who's nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. What's the next line? <laughs> he knows if you've been bad or good. So what is it saying? You better? So be good for goodness sake. Now we all know that Santa Claus is not real, right? But this thinking that we deserve something only if we are good has just seeped into our lives in this way. Even in songs like this, you better be good. If you're not good, you're not going to get a Christmas present. If you don't get a Christmas present, it's because you've been naughty. So Santa Claus is watching. And, and, and somehow this thinking is what we bring with us into this world. So much so that when there is a wonderful gift that God offers to us for free, we say, we're not good enough. I don't deserve it. Again, I'd like you to look at the Word of God. And let's look at the same two verses again. Let's look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. Says this is a testimony that God gave us eternal life and this life is in His Son, Jesus. And then take note what it says. Whoever is good enough to receive this has life. Is that what it says? No, the Word of God says whoever has the Son, whoever has believed in the Son of God, in Jesus, has this eternal life. It's not whether you are good it's not whether you are deserving. The gift of salvation is not for a select few. Only those whose lives are righteous and holy. No way. No way. But the gift of salvation is for everyone. Rich or poor, young or old. Righteous or unrighteousness or sinful. Take a look at what the next verse says. If you say that I am undeserving, take a look again at Romans chapter 6, verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death. That is what we are deserving of. Because we are all sinners. And when we have sinned against God, the wages of sin is death. That is what we deserve. But the free gift of God, in spite of how we are deserving of nothing, but death. God has given us what we do not deserve, and that is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you say, how can that be? That is grace. Grace is when God gives us something that we totally do not deserve. And why would God do that? Because God loves you. Because God loves you. Don't miss out on this wonderful gift of Christmas because you say, I don't get it. And don't reject this gift of Christmas because you say, I don't deserve it. But there is a third reason why some people miss out. And for that, I'd like us to watch and enjoy the final drama. Shiny. Wow. Wow. Why don't you light? 
take something shine before others. I can just take something sure hey, what's the matter oh I don't know which to take how about both both yes both I can take both yes in fact you can take as many gifts as you want from this shop as many gifts as I want Wow are you Santa Claus Oh no 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 no! But well, you can go on. Oops. Slow down, young lady. Thank you very much. Oh wait, sir. wait! Hmm? Don't forget about this. What is it? This is the special gift of Christmas. But I, but I don't have any more room. Oh, but you must make room for this gift, young lady. But how do I do that? You must leave some of the gifts behind to make room for this gift. But that gift is so big. I would have to leave a lot of my gifts behind just to make room for your gift. And it doesn't even look special at all. Well, sometimes the most beautiful gifts are those wrapped in ordinary packages. But it really doesn't look beautiful at all. Oh, but this is the most beautiful gift. Why? Come, I'll show you. Uh, take some seat here. This is the special gift of Christmas. The special gift of Christmas? Yes, this is the heart and soul of Christmas. The heart and soul of Christmas? Yes, and this gift of love uh, gift represents hope. For the world. Hope? For the world? How? Well, God knew that what a lost and lonely world needed most was to see, feel, and touch His love. So, He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to be born. God sent us His only Son? Yes, He did. But we failed to accept Him. And some even rejected Him. They rejected the Son of God? Why? Well, sometimes we fill our hearts with other things that there's no more room left for Jesus. Then what happens? Because we fill with our lives with other things like pleasure, beauty. And before we knew it, all the rooms in our hearts are all filled up. That there's no more room left for Jesus. Then? Then Jesus had to sleep in the bed full of straw in a rundown manger with the animals on the day that he was born. Animals? It must have been very smelly. Oh yes, it was very smelly. And it was also very cold. You see, all the rooms in the hotels in Bethlehem are all filled up with not-so-important guests. But for Jesus, the Son of God, there was no room. But... I want Jesus to sleep in the nicest room. Then we would have to make room for Jesus in our hearts, wouldn't we? Yes, I want to make room for Jesus. I want to give him my whole heart so that he can choose whichever room he would like to live in. I think Jesus would like that very much. Thank you. Bye-bye, you can come back for all the other gifts later. It's... It's funny what we could learn from the young ones. That little girl, by giving up all this, 
gained so much more than what she could ever held in her arms. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Will you make room for Jesus today? Merry Christmas.
if the truth will liberate you depends on you. You want to. Now, will you? There's a third reason why many people miss out on this wonderful gift of Christmas. And that's because, like this little girl, they've got too much in their hands. Not because I don't get it, not because I don't deserve it, but I have no room for it. My hands are full. My life is full. My life is so filled with other things that have cluttered up and taken up the space in my life. I have no room for Jesus. And if that's you, and if God is speaking to you today, you need to do what this clever little girl did. And that is to let go of all that is holding you back all that is taking up the room that is preventing Jesus from coming in into your life. And you say, what? I have so much. You want me to give up just for Jesus to come in into my life? Friends, take a look again at 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 and verse 12. And this is what it says. Whoever has the Son has life but whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. You see, friends, when God gave us this special gift of Christmas and He's given us eternal life in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, whether or not this truth, this person liberates you, frees you, is up to you because you decide whether you have the Son or you don't. And if you have the Son, you have life. But you do not have the Son, then you do not have life. And that's why whatever is in your life that is holding you back, that is cluttering up the space, we need to release that so that Jesus can come in. You know, the Bible says that the Kingdom of God it's like when a man finds a treasure in a field, he quickly buries it back in the field. Then he goes off, he sells off everything that he has just to buy that piece of land. Why? Because he knows that buried in that piece of land is this precious treasure. It also says that it's like a merchant who deals with fine pearls and he finds this pearl of great value. What does he do? He goes and sells off all his possessions just so that he can buy this one pearl because he knows that this is the one pearl that is of that great value. Friends, this may be a free gift of salvation, the gift of Jesus, but you have to receive it with open hands. And if your hands, if your life is cluttered, then you need to let go so that you can come and receive the gift of salvation, the gift of Jesus. I'm going to give us a minute or two to just reflect on what we've seen, what we've heard today. I'm just going to ask us to take a moment if we would just close our eyes
and just bow our heads for a moment of silence and let God continue to speak to us through what we've seen and heard, through the words that are spoken, that God may speak into your life. Now still with our eyes closed and our heads bowed, I'm going to ask us to say a prayer very quietly in our hearts. And if you say, I don't know how to say a prayer, it's okay. It's just one line. If you feel awkward, if you feel strange, it's okay. Nobody knows because we're all going to do this quietly on our own. So I ask all of us to say this one prayer, just one line, quietly in our hearts. This is what I'd like you to pray. Say, Dear God, I'm here. Would you show me that you are real? Dear God, I'm here. Would you show me that you are real? I believe that God is speaking to us and different ones of us are responding in a different way. Some of us are like that rich man says, I don't get it. This can't be. I don't believe it. Nothing is really for free. Or maybe some of us identify with Luke, the robber, and says, I don't deserve it. I'm rotten. I'm worthless. I'm good for nothing. I, I can't accept this wonderful gift. And then perhaps there are some of us who are saying, I got too much in my life. And I have no room. I have no room for Jesus and if God is speaking to you regardless of which of these characters that you may be identifying with God is saying to you I have a wonderful gift for you would you receive it would you receive the gift of Jesus and with the gift of Jesus eternal life and with that the love the forgiveness the joy the peace so I'm going to lead us all to pray and I'm going to ask all of us now to pray aloud. Will we keep our eyes closed and our heads bowed? And as I pray, would you just repeat after me, line after line? Alright, so here goes. Dear God, thank you for the gift of Jesus. Today, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I am in need of forgiveness. I believe that you sent Jesus for me. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And today, I confess Jesus to be my Saviour. And I make Jesus to be my Master that I will follow Him. Come in and fill my heart with this wonderful gift of Christmas. Amen. Now, would you please just humour me and just remain with our eyes closed and with our heads bowed. I'm going to ask if any of us who are already Christians, when you came in here, you're already believing in Jesus. But today, 
the message spoke to you, the message that we saw in the drama, the message in the songs, the message that was spoken, God has spoken to you. And when we prayed this prayer, those were words that came from your heart and you say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you afresh. Not the first time, but I want to rededicate my life to you. If that's you, can I ask you to raise your hand so that we can pray for you? Right? If you said, yes, Lord, I want to rededicate my life to you this Christmas. I'm reminded of who you are and I want to give my life to you afresh. Would you just raise your hand that I may pray for you. Father, you see each hand raised and each hand raised represents a life that returns to you as we rededicate our lives, as we come back to you. Father, we ask that you will fill us anew and afresh in Jesus' name. Now still, with our eyes closed and with our heads bowed, I'm going to talk to a second group of people. So I'd like us to respect that privacy, that with our eyes closed, I'm going to ask if anyone has prayed this prayer, prayed this prayer for the first time. You're not yet a believer, you're not yet a Christian, but today, you sense God speaking to your heart and you want to respond. You want to, and now you will. You say, yes, I want to believe in Jesus for the first time today. I want to be a Christian and believe and receive Jesus into my life. First time, if that's you, would you raise your hand so that I can pray for you? If you are believing in Jesus for the first time today and responding to Him to give of your life to Jesus, would you please raise your hand so that I can pray for you? Anyone? Anyone else? God sees your hand. God sees your hand. Last call, anyone else? Father, you see again the hands that are raised, lives that are dedicated to you. Lord, we ask that you will receive their lives as they present them to you. And Lord, you come and fill their lives with the joy, the peace, the goodness of Christmas. Come, Lord Jesus, and fill the lives of each one who have given their lives to you today. For we ask and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for those of us who have... Yes, let's welcome, let's welcome our friends who have responded today for the first time. And if you raise your hand, we'll have one of our team to come and to just share with you uh, on the spiritual decision that you've made, right? And if you're visiting with us today for the first time, once again, welcome and thank you for joining us today. We'd like you to scan the QR code if you haven't already done so. And if you were unable to pick up uh, a welcome pack, we're very sorry. We have it ready at the door. Could you please pick it up on your way out? And could you make your way to the connections corner so that we can connect with you if you're visiting with us as a newcomer? And for the rest of us, for the rest of us, thank you for joining us for Christmas and celebrating Christmas together. Our celebration today includes ice cream for everybody. So on your way out, pick out an ice cream and enjoy the time together as we mingle together. 
Can I ask you to stand with me as we receive a final blessing from the Lord? So if you would lift up your hands and receive God's blessing for His people. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. May the Lord turn His countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed Christmas. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word, and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811, or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.